you got to question everything. I mean, I'm not saying you have to debunk everything or try to argue everything, but you have to question everything at this point. That's it. Welcome to the common sense theory, baby. Common sense, that's all we ask. Let's go! Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it may be where you're at. Um, What's going on, peeps? Been a while. Um, Haven't really had an opportunity to do another podcast, but here we are, and I've got some great stuff. Um, There's been a lot of stuff coming out in the media recently that um, is very interesting. So uh, let's first start with, and I'm not sure because I I know where I live, um, how things are. Things are pretty normal right now. Like we're playing basketball indoors and, um, you know, everybody's been lifting these, uh, like the COVID cards and you don't have to get tested to go places anymore. But, um, so by the, by the administration, um, as of yesterday in the wall street journal, they renewed the COVID-19 emergency status for anyone who wants to know why they're doing that. It's because they still haven't completed trials for the vaccine and they're in for a whirlwind of shit opening up once the emergency status ends. Um, but it's amazing to me that we're still allowing this to go on without any like real pushback. I, I it just as, I mean, we've been in a public health emergency since January 31st, 2020. It's almost 2023 and they just extended it 90 more days so why like why i I, you know and so that's that's question everything like there is no possible reason that we would be still um in, in a state of emergency other than here's another little nice one the white house asked congress for 22.4 billion dollars in additional pandemic funding um, so this is our taxpayer money going towards all this shit that is not, uh, even a feasible threat anymore, really. Um, I mean, even, even my friends who are back East and they, you know, they were super panicked about COVID and they, you know, I can't believe I was even getting messaging cause I took my son to Cobble for his birthday two years ago, I think. I was getting like hate messages like I can't believe you flew and you traveled and you know you're supposed to be staying inside I was like pretty pretty crazy and now even those people are like kind of making jokes one of them wrote yesterday like oh you know they dropped off chicken noodle soup everybody knows you know our family has covid now lol thanks for bringing the soup I mean how the how the tables turned and how people's reactions have changed now right um And then another thing that was in the news, this is on Wednesday, uh, a Pfizer exec admits vaccines weren't tested for stopping transmission before hitting the market. Shocky, shocky, shocker. This is exactly the shit we've been talking about that's going to happen and it's all going to come out. Um, Janine Small, Pfizer's president of international developed markets testified before the EU Parliament's Special Committee on COVID-19 pandemic about the company's conduct during the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. During the hearing, Dutch MEP Robert Ruse asked Small if COVID-19 vaccines had been tested for stopping transmission before they became available. Small answer, no. We knew that, though. So I don't know why we have to go through all this rigmarole um, and 
like having these executives go before any parliaments or any committees. We, we already knew this. Like they, they lied. It's bullshit. They weren't tested. It didn't stop you from transmitting it. That was the whole narrative of that the non-vaxxers were the super spreaders. So now we know it's horseshit. Um, and then we also pretty much know that potentially um, it definitely could have come from a lab. So, um, you know, the origins of COVID-19 experts, lawmakers, journalists roundly dismissed the theory that COVID-19 leaked from a lab in Wuhan, attacking those who gave the idea credence as bigots and scumbags. New York Times reporter Apurva Mandavilla, she tweeted, lab leak theory had racist roots. I mean, this is just crazy town stuff. Scientific American accused former Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director Robert Redfield of promoting conspiracy theory based on xenophobia. Again, this is not based on xenophobia. This is just like, this is reality. And, and over the past year, however, the theories gained widespread credibility from a range of evidence. We're, we're, we're ignoring the evidence and everybody's saying, follow the science. Well, guess what, guys? Here we are yet again. So um, there's two things that I want to focus on. Those are kind of broad topics. But um, the fact that we just renewed our state of emergency is, is a joke, a total clown joke to me. I'm, and it has nothing to do other than they just got $23 billion more in funding, which who knows where that's going. But here's, here's a new narrative that's starting to um, come out. And I also, oh, here's another thing. Fauci, Fauci's personal, personally funded edited eco-health study on bat viruses after pandemic already began. Uh, that's an interesting one as well. Personally funded and reviewed a study on viruses and bats from the controversial eco-health alliance published in 2020 after the coronavirus pandemic was underway. Fauci, who's slated to retire from his longtime role as director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease at the end of this year, is listed on the paper as the editor who gave approval for publication. The study was funded in part by his agency, the NIAID, Nonprofit Taxpayer Watchdog White Coat Waste Project, first revealed Thursday. Um, the study was co-authored by Peter Dazik, head of EcoHealth, Daz. Dazik played a key role in tamping down speculation that the COVID-19 pandemic may have originated at Wuhan Institute of Virology as a result of an accident involving dangerous gain-of-function research on bat-based coronaviruses. Yeah, well, here we go. Fauci, he's got his money, his hand in the money. So here's, here's something that I want to talk about is that, you know, the strokes, the heart attacks, the sudden deaths, all that stuff, which we have seen. Oh, and there's, sorry, um, in people that have gotten the vaccine. So here's a study that's um, I read. This is pretty hilarious, actually. So did vaccines make a difference? Study looks at rates of severe illness from COVID-19. So a new study has added to a growing body of evidence that COVID-19 vaccines and boosters protect against severe illness and death. Published in the Journal of American Medical Association, the peer-reviewed study, so this is one of the first peer-reviewed studies, following more than 1.6 million U.S. patients over 11 months and found that among those who were vaccinated and boosted, the incidence of death or hospitalization for COVID-19 pneumonia was only 8.9 per 10,000 persons. According to the study, severe outcomes like these occurred almost exclusively amongst high-risk patients like older adults immunocompromised, and those with conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure. Quote, this is remarkable, 
good news about power and effectiveness of receiving COVID-19 boosters for all groups. Co-author Don Bravado, a research scientist at the wherever Administration Medical Center in Indiana said in the news release, these results from a period of Delta and Omicron predominance. So this, this is after the first surge that really killed most people. Um, Delta and Omicron should encourage people to get vaccinated and boosted. Patients were tracked between July 1st, 2021 and May 30th. So this is after most of the craziness had gone down. We're already in Delta and Omicron. So all received care at facilities belonging to the Veterans Health Administration, which services military veterans. So most of these people were older, blah, blah, blah. Um, the, stu the study also found that vaccinated and booster older adults in immunocompromised conditions or additional diseases, which are commonly known as comorbidities, were 10 times more likely to experience severe outcomes like hospitalization or death than those in the study who were considered to be at average risk of, of severe COVID-19 outcomes. I mean, no shit. Okay, so here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Number of patients. This is great, great, great news. At the very end of the article, the last paragraph. The study, however, did not look at unboosted or unvaccinated patients. Nearly 70% of the study's participants, moreover, were 65 or older, while only over 8% were female. I mean, that <laughs> that's how you do a study is you study the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. You can't just study the vaccinated and say that it did jack shit. Like this is what we've been saying all along. This is the last paragraph in this long article. Oh, and by the way, we only studied vaccinated. So how do you know? How could you pop? That is unattainable data that it kept people alive or didn't. Because you only studied people that were vaccinated and boosted. That's crazy to me that these articles are even coming out. Like this is how they're trying to hold the narrative. And they're hoping, because most people don't read entire articles, they just read the headlines. They're, they're just trying to get that out there. And now they're adding this little caveat at the bottom because we all know that misinformation has been mislabeled, oftentimes becoming information that's correct and all sorts of fun stuff. So Fortune Magazine. There's an article that starts, the headlines are strokes, heart attacks, sudden deaths. Does America understand the long-term risks of catching COVID? So I read this entire article. Uh, a 30, here's where it starts. A 35-year-old acquaintance drops dead from a hemorrhaging stroke. A friend of her 40s, in her 40s, and another in his 70s experienced recurring spells of extreme dizziness, their hearts pounding in their chest when they stand. A 21-year-old student with no prior medical history is admitted to the ICU with heart failure, while a 48-year-old avid tennis player, previously healthy, suddenly suffers a heart attack. A relative is diagnosed with pararicarditis, an inflammation of the protective sac surrounding the heart. I can't confirm the exact ideology of all these cases, but every one of the people I mentioned had a history of COVID, either days or months beforehand, and all of them experienced only mild cases of infection at the time. Now, again, this study, okay, in a study that included patients from the initial wave of the pandemic, scientists from the University of Florida found that survivors of severe COVID had two and a half times the risk of dying in the year following illness compared to people who were not, never infected. Now, that being said, you go through the entire article, and never once does it say whether they're checking people that have been vaccinated or people that are unvaccinated. 
Not once. Not not once. I'm still trying to reread like parts of it because I couldn't believe that it, it that if that's not part of it, then what's the story? I, I just don't and you know they're saying long COVID. Well, the only really the only people that I know that have long COVID are the ones who got jabbed. Just saying. Um, and I do think that COVID is a you know, it is a real crazy um infection and flu and i do think that people are having side effects but like i said these breakthrough infections i mean what i think 50 percent of our country is vaccinated 50 percent isn't um why in these articles are they not mentioning whether somebody got vaccinated or not so they're only talking about long covid and covid again this is the narrative to push getting vaccinated but what if in that article 90 percent of those people were vaccinated because most of the sports stars and all that stuff they had to be vaccinated the soccer players in Europe had to be. The ones who were dropping dead on the field had to be. So they can talk about long COVID all they want, but those are the vaccinated people. And that's the part of the article that's completely missing. Other than, like I said, in that first one where they're claiming a huge success in the vaccination, which is also only with the Delta and Omicron variants, did they do that research? And then at the very last paragraph, oh, and we didn't even do any research on unvaccinated people. I mean, is that, is that not like the hugest, biggest, craziest red flag ever? That's, that means that it's not really real research. You're not really researching the vaccine. <laughs> it's so crazy to me um, that this is happening. And now we're in a state of emergency and Newsom just renewed like the California state. It's all money. It's just money, 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 money. Um, and it's, Sad to me that we're still in a scenario where people are buying this. Look, I, I don't even know because there's still not research. Like, it, yeah, COVID, getting COVID, if you were unvaccinated, it did affect people. It did make them really sick. Obviously, in the beginning, super sick and death rates. But like, they also know by fact that when you put people on a ventilator, it killed them. I mean, even New York State, they stopped putting people on ventilators because the doctors were like, holy shit. When we put people on ventilators, they're all dying. Let's stop ordering ventilators. And then more people survived. So we don't still, I bet hundreds of thousands of people might have survived this had they not jumped to the conclusion that a ventilator said, now look, I know it's a pandemic. People were just trying to do their best. I know, I know people weren't trying to kill people. It's not, that's certainly not the case at all. But like once they realized that it was helping kill people, they stopped using them. Like maybe we should do that and see and look into these cases of people who are instantly getting and they're sitting now they're slowly starting to leak out these little articles and they certainly don't want them to go really mainstream but like these people who after specifically after the second booster are having blood clots strokes myocarditis severe symptoms and i just don't i can't believe that more people aren't following this this narrative in the media i mean this is just yesterday and two days ago these are the articles that are still coming out so now they're trying to push instead of the fact that maybe the shot is what's making these people drop dead and have heart attacks and have strokes now it's long covid that's making people drop dead and have heart attacks and have strokes <clears throat> um i just can't i just can't I, I, I can't follow i can't buy it it's just you know, question everything, like I said. And again, I just, it's um, the, the doubling down on this. I feel like I've, I'm just like repeating these podcasts sometimes, but it's new information. 
Um, and it's, it, it they continue to keep pushing this. Um, why an analysis of COVID-19 vaccines from Florida's Surgeon General is flawed. Well, we'll see. I haven't read that yet, so I don't really want to talk about it. But um, long COVID is said to affect middle-aged women more, but data suggests otherwise. Long COVID is said to affect oh, white middle-aged women more, but data suggests otherwise. Coming out of UCLA. Yeah, because we're still checking out the data. I mean, it's still coming in. We don't have enough of anything for anything. And now they just approved that shot for five kids, five and older. I, I just don't. And I think there's like, I heard like only 10% of people who got their first shot for their kid didn't get the boost or got the booster. So that means 90% of people are now hopefully starting to question this and think maybe that that's not the best thing for their little baby. Um, anyway, good week. That was short and sweet. I just wanted I question everything and read more headlines and read. Don't just read the headlines. Sorry. That's read the entire article and then read those last paragraphs because it's so eye opening sometimes. And especially when it's peer reviewed, they had to put that at the bottom because now you're talking about credibility and whether people are going to believe and listen to you. And once it's peer reviewed, those peers, those are all doctors. So they know what's up. They're starting to see what's happening. So at the end, in that one, that specific one that came out, what I was talking about earlier, they finally say at the bottom, oh, and by the way, we did not include any unvaccinated people in this study, which to me, common sense, questioning everything, then you don't have a study. Holla at you and have a great weekend, everybody. Um, stay out there. Stay healthy. Let's do this.